and welcome to The Big Schmear, the podcast about Jewish food. My guest today is Jamie Geller from Joy of Kosher. For those of you who are Facebook fans and keep kosher, Jamie's name is probably bantered about in your kitchen all the time. And for those of you who are interested in cooking Jewish-Israeli food, the good news is there's no need to keep kosher to enjoy all that Jamie has to offer. So without further delay, I'd like to tell you about my guest in a more formal way. Jamie is the best-selling cookbook author who wants to get you out of the kitchen, not because she doesn't love food, but because she has tons to do. As the bride who knew nothing, Jamie found her niche specializing in fast, fresh family recipes. Jamie has acquired two nicknames, the Queen of Kosher via CBS and the Jewish Rachel Ray from the New York Times. She's the creative force behind joyofkosher.com and Joy of Kosher with Jamie Geller, the magazine. Jamie and her hubby live in Israel with their six super kids who give her plenty of reasons to get out of the kitchen. Hi, Jamie, and welcome to The Big Schmear. Thank you, Beth. It's wonderful to be here. Um, it's, it's really exciting to have you here, and I am starstruck. I really am. It's, it's the truth. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm blushing. She is blushing. Right. Yes, she is. Yes. <laughs> and she looks just like she does on Facebook, folks. Uh, oh, cool. I know you can't, you can't <laughs> see her, but I can, and I'm telling you the truth. And today we're recording in Skokie. And I'm at Chef Laura's home. You might remember um, we did a couple of episodes with Chef Laura Frankel, my first two episodes. And um, so if you hear dogs barking or cats meowing, um, that's because they live here. So it's great. And we might even have Chef Laura join us for an episode later on. So let's get to Jamie Geller. Jamie, you're so many things. You're a celebrity food chef writer. You're a businesswoman. You're a television person. No wonder, first of all, you have, you're have you so busy that you need to get out of the kitchen. That's, right. that's clearly <laughs> That's why true. I cook fast. <laughs> and so let's start with a couple of things. Like, First of all, is this your first trip to Chicago or Skokie? No, actually. I was here a few years ago, I think when I was pregnant with my fifth child, who's going to be six. Whoa. So I was here over six years ago, I would think. I did a event for the Kolel in Skokie, Whoa. and it was sold out. It was standing room only. It was a really, really special, amazing event. I loved it so much, and that's when I like said, oh, Chicago is my favorite city. You know, everyone was so warm and so so welcoming, and I had got, I took one of those like up at three in the morning to take the first flight from New York to Chicago. And I arrived here and I had a, a bunch of volunteers cooking with me all day so that we had a wonderful tasting for the evening. And Sharon Matten, who is like a, a local here in Chicago, was helping me. And the event was so wonderful and it was so great, but I had been working day all day and into the night uh -huh. and I was expecting. And I fainted at the end of the event and she oh, no. literally caught me on the way to the floor. And oh, that my was, God. it was a very eventful, you know, a last trip in Chicago. <laughs> and I haven't been here since. Oh, my gosh. And what a way to end the um, program. Yes, yeah, it was very dramatic. Yeah. I like to do things like big, you know. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> well, glad you're fine and your daughter is, or yes, Yeah, daughter, she's daughter's fantastic fine. and she's going to turn six. And then now I'm back in Chicago to be with Chef Laura. And we were just at the Spice House and having a great time. Yay. Um, and the Spice House is cool. Yeah. Very it cool. smells so great. When do you I walk smell like it? it? Uh, maybe yes, actually. Wait, you do I kind ground. Of. I just was uh, doing Saigon cinnamon. What for, is that? It's cinnamon from Saigon. Okay. Right, and it's one of their best sellers, and it's organic. And I actually took the 
cinnamon and I put it through the grinder and then we um and then through the like a mesh a fine mesh uh, sieve and then so that was great and then I also did like a hand mixing of brisket of love spice Ooh. Made a lot of fun I've, been, I've done a lot already today Beth I know <laughs> it's a little scary it's a little scary I know it's like 10 o'clock in the morning yeah <laughs> so for those for those people who keep kosher mm -hmm. and who are on Facebook all the time they definitely know who you are your name I'm sure comes up many times in their kitchen but for people who don't keep kosher and are not familiar with you I think it's great that they will get tons out of this so you don't have to keep kosher to enjoy Jamie Geller that's for sure maybe you could tell me a little bit about your background like I know you grew up in the US in Pennsylvania uh -huh. Tell me what, what it was like growing up in a Jewish home then, and, and then I'll have other questions to ask. Yeah, I mean, it was great. Yeah, I grew up in Philadelphia, and uh, it was just my sister and I, and we're very, very close, you know, just two, two girls. And um, we grew up in a very traditional Jewish home, not religious, not orthodox, but very traditional. And we went to Jewish private day school in Philadelphia. And it's just a lovely, wonderful suburb. Also clean, nice, warm, friendly, similar to Chicago. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and did you, were, were you a foodie then? Or were there any Jewish foods, holiday foods that, that you remember from growing up that really had an impact in your life? Sure. You know, foodie is a funny word. I mean, it's become more in vogue and part of our terminology more recently. But growing up, that was not a word that was ever used. We just loved food. Right, you right. Know, we loved food. We loved to eat. So if that qualified us as foodies, then yes. <laughs> um, my mother never cooked. My family's from Transylvania. And my parents immigrated to America in 1964. And my mother had great dreams for her daughters, never to be, you know, balabustas, which is like the Yiddish term for essentially like homemakers. She wanted us in the land of opportunity to be doctors and lawyers and CEOs. And she sent us to the best schools. And I think she just kind of um, rebelled against the old world woman in the kitchen kind of um um, theme and so she never cooked she never wanted to cook she had no interest in cooking and when she actually built we uh, she built a home when I was like nine years old and she actually wanted to build it without a kitchen and really then when everyone told her well that's a little ridiculous you can't build a house without a kitchen <laughs> so she decided to put it off to the side of the house the kitchen she put by the garage so she never had to walk through it and you know now, like, the kitchen is so central to the architecture and the design of a home. It's the heart of the home. Sure. It's a great room, kitchen, family room, living room. It's everything. That was her just off to the side of the house, so she never, ever had to walk through it. So um, I did not grow up with her home cooking at all, but my grandparents were amazing cooks. One grandfather was a butcher. Another grandfather was a chef and restaurateur, and they always cooked for us all the holidays we either spent there or they brought the food over to our home. And I have amazing memories of the holidays and Jewish food and my grandparents' kitchen. Whoa, what a crazy story. Uh -huh. And do, do your parents still have that house? Uh, no, uh, my parents were divorced. <laughs> oh, sorry. And, yeah, no, it's fine. And, you know, my mother's been, and they're both remarried. Everything is good. But in my mother's last home, she was there for 10 years and I had become kosher. And so she said to me, Jamie, you can come. My kitchen is kosher. I have just bought it 10 years ago and I've never turned on the stove. So I'm telling you, like, still the same woman, different house, you know? Great. That's just great. I love that. Can you, so, okay, so you grew up in Pennsylvania yeah. in this wonderful town and um, and then you went to college yes. and studied journalism, which yes. looking back now seems like, whoa, that was the smartest thing. It's 
it made sense on your path. Yeah. But I'm guessing this, this now, Jamie Geller, wasn't what you had in mind no. when you went to school. So what were you thinking you were going to do? Like, what, what did you think your path was going to be? Well, my actual goal was to become famous. Okay. Yeah. So I kind of, you know, uh, did a version of that, but I re very, very much wanted to be like an actor, uh, entertainer kind of thing. And uh, I love dancing and I loved acting. I just love the stage and I loved all of that. And I decided, but I wanted a bit more of a, like a stable kind of life. And so I thought journalism was kind of a blend of that, meaning you could you study journalism. It's a skill that you could learn. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, a lot of journalists were famous in their own right. So I was very much guided by Barbara Walters or Diane Sawyer or Oprah Winfrey, that kind of, you know, sort of journalism, TV host kind of thing. And so, because I didn't want to be like a waitress. I, you know, so I right. wanted this, like, I kind of thought that it was like a good so, uh, path toward this desire. And so that's how I ended up at NYU in journalism school. I actually looked at um, Northwestern. Oh, you Chicago. did? Yes. I loved it. It's here in Chicago. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's in Evanston, Evanston. but right, right nearby. Right, right, yes. And I remember falling in love with it. And then after that, I went to NYU to check it out. And I fell in love with New York City. <laughs> so I did early admission, and that's how I ended up at NYU. But, yeah. And, and then you went on to actually work in journalism. Yes. And so tell us a little bit about what you did. Sure. I started as an intern at CNN. And the internship went so well, they offered me a job. And so I graduated college in three years so I could take a job at CNN. I ended up working for a show called Showbiz Today. I believe now it's called Showbiz Tonight. But it's the entertainment show for CNN. And I covered entertainment news for CNN, both domestically and internationally. And from there, I went to HBO. And I did have a nice career in that field for a while. You did. And yeah, you followed your path. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. So it seems like, from someone who just has read about you from afar, that there was then this big leap, like you find this wonderful man, you fall in love, you get married, you start a business with um, a magazine and all of that, and you move, and you make Aliyah to Israel. So tell me the order of all of that, and, and how, how did you make all that work out? Oh, um, well, it's clearly you've made it work out. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so I did. I set up on a blind date with my husband when I was a producer at HBO. And within two weeks, we got engaged. And within two months, we got married. And he basically said to me, what's for dinner? And I said, I don't know. You tell me, you know, like, what are you looking at me for? And so we together, he went shopping with me and cooked with me and taught me how to cook. And together I learned my way around the kitchen and built this beautiful home where we would have guests and we would entertain for the Jewish Sabbath and, and holidays. And I was a TV producer at the time. We had moved out of the city and we decided that we did not want a TV in our home. We very much, we know how distracting it can be. We wanted to make sure that we pay attention to each other and talk to each other and we wanted to raise children, you know, a family without TV. And so that was the first kind of difficulty for me that I worked in television and I'm a TV producer and I don't have a TV at home. And it, you know, but I made it work for the beginning and then I got pregnant and the hours were just crazy in the television industry. I mean, so much a film, 14, 16, 18 hours on set. And I was no longer living in the city, so I was commuting from Queens to the city, and that was three hours round trip. And once I had my baby, I just I went on maternity leave, and I did not want to leave her. I didn't want to leave her for 12, 14, 16-hour days. And so while I was on maternity leave deciding what to do, my husband said to me, you should write a cookbook. 
because I was the bride who knew nothing. <laughs> and I said, over time, I got recipes from family and from friends. And like I said, my husband taught me and his mother came into the kitchen with me and his stepmother came into the kitchen with me. And I, I you know, went from a lot of terrible mistakes and mishaps in the kitchen to nicely edible food. <laughs> and I thought, you know what, what a nice career. How wonderful. I could just be at home with my baby and type this little book on, you know, on the computer. <laughs> And I just kind of like have been there, done that with the television industry. And so that was the beginning of sort of the change in path. And as I wrote the book, I wrote a lot about my life. It was like an autobiography cookbook. And it was called Quick and Kosher, Recipes from the Bride Who Knew Nothing. <laughs> and I told so much about my life and what it was like to be a new wife and a new mother and, and, and new to the whole kosher scene and um, all the mistakes in the kitchen. And then the book turned into a website, turned into uh, online cooking shows, and then another book, and then a magazine. And my whole background in media and producing obviously played a big role in the evolution from book to now. But now I could see it wasn't wasted time over there being a producer. No, and I think people already have a sense that you don't waste time. <laughs> yeah. Met the guy, engaged in some ridiculously short amount of yes. time, gets married. I mean, you, know, you don't sit around and wait for yes, things to happen. Yes, I don't. Yeah, you're very, you're very, you hit the nail on the head, Beth. So let, let's talk in a little more detail about some of these things. Tell me a little bit more about your books. Can people get them? And I have a place on my website that I do links for, for our you. cookbooks, so I'm going to add yours. Great. So uh, talk a little bit about your cookbooks. Okay, so the first book is called Quick and Kosher, Recipes from the Bride Who Knew Nothing. The second one is Quick and Kosher, Meals in Minutes. And the third one is Joy of Kosher, Fast, Fresh Family Recipes. So they're available wherever books are sold on Amazon. Hopefully you'll link to them. I appreciate it on your site. And the idea here is fast, simple, quick, easy recipes. I think a lot when uh, the kosher cuisine and uh, the kosher industry started to explode in terms of cookbooks, people were very much trying to show that kosher food could be elegant and could be fancy, and it was very Martha Stewart in style. And I kind of took it in a different direction and went with fast, simple, quick recipes. And I've had so many people all over the world buy the book, not Jewish, not kosher, and they're like, this is great food, and it's simple, and it's quick, and it's few ingredients, and that's really the goal. I always say I'm the only cookbook author that wants to get you out of the kitchen fast. And and I believe you. Um, and <laughs> Good. Yeah. It's I, working. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Um, so tell now tell me a little bit about the magazine. It's, it is available in print and online, is that? Yes, yes. It's available in print and online. You could subscribe at joyofkosher.com slash magazine. And the name of the magazine is Joy of Kosher with Jamie Geller. Comes out six times a year, every two months, mostly holiday issues. So we have a Passover issue, a high holiday issue, which is covers Rosh Hashanah to Sukkot, Hanukkah, and we have a summer issue and a Purim issue. And so uh, it's a wonderful magazine. And the last issue right now that's out is the high holiday issue. All the Jewish classics are 10 ingredients or less. Oh my God. Yeah. And we always try to focus even more on five or six ingredients. I just did a bunch of salads that were three-ingredient salads with a three-ingredient dressing. We're trying to make your life really a lot easier. Even now with all the time-saving gadgets that we have, people are more pressed for time than ever. But we still want to entertain. We still want to get together as families. We still want to get together for the holidays. So how can we do that but as simple as, and easy as possible? Right. 
one thing I, w I do want to say about the magazine is it's beautiful. Thank you. It's it's really beautiful. I personally can't read magazines online. I just uh, I have to feel them. Yeah. And so I get to experience the magazine in my hands. Yeah. Uh, but I've also seen it online. And for those people who are not like me, who love to read magazines online, it's it's just as beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. It's really great. Well, I've had so much fun talking with you, Jamie, and um, we haven't even really gotten to talk to the about the nitty-gritty of food, which we will. So for those of you listening, um, you'll definitely want to tune into episode two with Jamie Geller. It's going to be a non-stop food chat. I'd like to say a big thank you to Jamie. Our recording engineer is Mary Mazurik. Our editor and mix engineer is Steve Robinson, and our theme music is performed by Cavatina Duo from their CD entitled Sephardic Journey on the CD record label. Check out thebigschmear.com to download episodes of the podcast, get a recipe shared by one of my guests, and check out the list of recommended Jewish food restaurants. That's thebigschmear.com. Schmear is spelled S-C-H-M-E-A-R. I'm Beth Schenker, the host of The Big Schmear. Thank you for listening and happy eating. <laughs>